Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. I'm your host, Natalina. Such an honor to be here and share the space with you guys today. I'm really excited about today's podcast. We're actually going to be doing part two with Paula Groom. If you missed the last episode, you're definitely going to want to go back and take a listen because it's a great episode that talks about why he won't commit. And obviously, we're talking about relationships here and why the man in your life or the men that you've had in your life have decided not to commit to you. Something that we all think about, that we all struggle about. Before we jump into our episode, I want to remind you guys that we are here for you to help you become your best self. Our focus is the whole person, and we want nothing more than to help you become your best self in relationships, money, self-worth, career, love, and health. The whole human being. When we feel great within us as the whole person, then and only then can we create positive change around us. And think about it, when we feel down or when we feel really excited, it's usually in one of these six areas. Either we're really excited about our work, we're excited about money, or we're feeling down about our health, we're feeling down about our friends and our relationships, maybe we're feeling down about our love life. Whatever it is, our topic of conversation usually revolves around these six pillars. And when one is down, they're all down. So today in our society, the best thing we can do for ourselves is really try to nurture each one of those areas so that we can be a thriving person and build a thriving world for ourselves. Rise up for you and enjoy part two of this episode with Paula Groom. Paula, thank you so much for joining us again here on the Rise Up For You podcast. This is part two with Paula. So if you haven't heard episode one, please head back and join us there. But Paula, for those of you, for those of us that have not heard part one, tell us a little bit about yourself in short, and then we'll jump in and continue the conversation. Sounds good. Hi, Netta. Um, well, I'm a dating and relationship coach, as well as a licensed social worker. And I recently authored a book entitled, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. It's uh, published in, in both paperback, it's on Kindle Nook, it's available in all major booksellers. I'm very excited about that, that publishing. And um, how did I get into this? Um, it's very it's a very interesting kind of journey, um, but yet there's no one big like aha moment or what have you that um, had me get into it. It's really a combination of both my education as a social worker, um, my training, my practice, and then, of course, um, a lot of life experience. So it's kind of evolved over a lifetime of um, you know nearly 20 years of working with clients and then certainly my own um, personal journey as well as friends, family, in relationships and and so forth so that's how I came to be here today so we talked a lot on the last episode on you know really just um what what are the first steps what can we do let's where should we where should we start here Paula where should we re-jump in because there's a lot that we could talk about and obviously this is a topic that many people or many women you know are curious about why won't he commit and how a, a man decides to make you the one and I know you've mentioned that 
for guys, it's specifically about timing as well too, right? You could be like the perfect person. Let's start there. You could be the perfect woman, but if it doesn't feel like the timing is right for him, it just won't click. That's right. Because while women live via their emotions, men live via their decisions. And I liken it back to when a man is not in a proper place, time, um, et cetera, to commit, he is what I call a buyer, excuse me, oh my goodness, a consumer and not a buyer. So, um, uh, and a woman can take a test at any time during her relationship with someone to discover where he is on the scale of being ready, willing, and able to commit according to his timeline, his behaviors, how he is with a woman will allow her to see where he is on that scale. Because if he's not in the place of being a buyer, no matter if you're the right uh, person or not, and or he loves you, he will not commit. Because love alone for a man does not um, predicate him um, uh, committing. It is not based on love alone. Where For women, it's a, a large part, I would say 90% of a woman committing is through love and her feelings about a man. And I can go more into the why of that if you'd like. Yeah, I'd like to go into the why. And then I'd also like to follow up with a question that many women are probably thinking that is, well, what if the man says that he does want to commit and he is ready and he's financially stable and he's got his life together and yet he still doesn't? What's holding him back from committing? So let's let's finish with um, you going into the why and then let's lead into that question because I think that's one that many women would like to hear about as well. Okay, so um, the why of it is very simple, and I liken it back, and you can read about this in my book. Uh, I liken it back to uh, something that most women have experienced themselves, because in order to understand men, we have to put ourselves in their mind, heart, space, brain, etc., to really understand it. And the easiest way is through what I call the puppy principle. And what that is, um, is that uh, we as women love, for, for the most part, and for some women it's not puppies, but could be kittens or babies, what have you. But we love and have a feeling about puppies, even when we see them, just looking at them. But being around them gives us a feeling. And um, we, you know, um, relate to them in a way that we're just drawn to them, all of them. Big, small, short, tall, um, uh, thin, not thin, whatever. We just love them all. And that's how men feel about us. So here's the thing about them committing. Um, that in order to commit to, for us to a puppy, in order to adopt a puppy, we might love them all. We might have one in our lives that we absolutely love. But if we're not in the proper space in terms and time in terms of adopting them, we will not. What I mean by that is we must have our finances in order. We must be ready to take on the responsibility we see adoption as being. And we must be, have the right uh, place for the puppy to stay. We must be in the mindset of, you know, okay, for the rest of my days and for the foreseeable future, I'm going to be a puppy owner and I'm going to commit to that. It's a decision that we make through love, but the love does not trump 
the decision. And this is how men see us because they love us all and they can love one particular puppy so much. However, if they're not in the right uh, framework in terms of them, because while the woman might be seeing, and and this goes to the second part of your question, she might be seeing it that, you know, he's he's achieved he has all his ducks in a row we've got a great place to live he's all set but he's still not committing so what's going on there correct Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is that the question yeah yeah what's going on there could be many things for example um it could be that you are not the puppy despite loving you and here's a quick example of that Um, When I was on sabbatical for a while, I lived in my sister's guest house in Arizona. I'm a New York City gal. And my home in New York City is a tiny studio apartment on the fifth floor that I walk up. So when I was staying in my sister's guest house, she had a beautiful golden retriever named Bentley that I absolutely loved. And we joked that he was my boyfriend. Because every night she would let him out of her house, he would come to my porch, sit on my porch, and then when I would let him in, he'd jump in bed and sleep with me all night. This went on for a year. So we were inseparable when he was, and I loved him completely. And I was moving back to New York after the year. If my sister had said, Paula, you love Bentley so much, why don't you take him back to New York? You know, we have our other doggy. Go ahead and take him. I would say at that point, because I was going back to New York, to a small, tiny apartment, New York City, fifth floor walk up. I didn't know where my next step after my sabbatical would be in terms of my job. I would have said, no matter how much I love Bentley, I cannot take him on. I cannot adopt him even though I love him dearly and I've slept with him every night for a year. However, if Bentley, instead of a golden retriever, had been a teeny tiny chihuahua, I may have taken him on and thought differently because he was the right puppy that fit into my life in the right way because I could carry him up the stairs, I could, he could go on the wee-wee pad in my apartment and it would be a whole different ballgame. So sometimes, despite loving you, which you'll feel from the man, just as I loved Bentley completely, you will feel that love, but for some reason you are just not the right puppy for him, and he will never, almost never, I should say, discuss that with you because it's too painful for him to do because men at their core, good men at their core, are uh, designed for and socialized into, we do not hurt women. And uh, the cruel to be kind thing for men is is not normally part of their beings, and they will never uh, open up to you about that. They very rarely will say, you know, you're just not the one. They will just act on that you're not being the one and how they act on it is in very different ways. They'll continue to stay with you as a consumer with no thought of committing because they love you and want to be with you. Just like I would have stayed with Bentley forever and he would have been my puppy, but I never would have adopted him. 
as long as it worked for me. As soon as it no longer did, which it didn't when I moved to New York, I would have left him. And that's what I did. So does that kind of explain it? It does. But I guess my question is, how can we ever know then? Because it's, it almost sounds like sometimes we're at the mercy of the man. Like we could be in a relationship for two years and he might be thinking that we're not the one and we don't know. So how do we navigate through that as women? Aha. Uh-huh. Excellent question. And that's where, for example, it's where my coaching comes into play because it is very difficult to navigate that on your own and decipher the man's actions because he will not relate to you via verbalization. Women relate via verbalization. Men relate via action. So we, you're absolutely right to a great extent. And that's the harsh reality of being a woman because you will not know Here's the the other most important thing. Time by itself never turns a consumer into a buyer. So we will say, well, wait a minute. I know a friend of a friend who after 10 years, he committed, right? She's been with him for 10 years off and on. They've broken up, blah, blah, blah. He committed. It is simply, it wasn't time. It was that he came to the decision Given the timing in his life, in other words, using my analogy, I moved back to Arizona. There's beautiful Bentley. Okay, I'll adopt him. It is simply that black and white and simple for men because they can love us all in one way, shape, or form. They have to decide to take on the responsibility that they see commitment as being. And that's, it's as simple as that. A woman will not know. And so you have to predicate your life on you and deciding, okay, am I willing to wait? It's why my, um, because many men will not uh, do it on a woman's timeline. And a woman has more of a timeline. One of my biggest uh, uh, things that I promote for women is do not waste your valuable time. Because what happens is women believe that men will commit via their feelings and they will not. It's why it's so confusing. I know he loves me. Why is he not committing? Uh, That we have to put the time limit for ourselves and then do what I call my leave him to lure him strategy, which if he's ever going to commit, that's the strategy that will work to allow him to say, "Uh uh-oh. I've got to commit or I'm going to lose the puppy of my life. Hmm. Very interesting. So what are some things, and this is a big question, mm-hmm. but what are some, what are some things that guys use to determine whether or not they want to commit? Well, again, it's most, it's not as much about um, there. Of course, there are some things about the woman Uh, Using the example that I gave, you know, if Bentley were a teeny tiny chihuahua, I would likely have adopted him. So it's it's partly that. However, my love for Bentley was just as great uh, as it is for any chihuahua. It is that um, I would have needed to be in a different space and time in my life, meaning I need to take on, again, it just goes back to, take on the responsibility I see pet ownership as being. And so a good man 
is much less likely to just jump into a commitment than a not so good man who's kind of all over the place. And that's what's kind of maddening for women because the best of men take commitment very seriously. And we want them to because it is, it's a responsibility that they're, they see commitment as being. So um, I'm not sure I'm, I'm getting to your question, but what women can do is direct their lives according to them and their needs rather than uh, the man and going just by the man and his needs. Mm. In other words, when you decide, I can't waste any more time with this, right? And that's why my consumer versus buyer relationship test at whywonthecommit.com is so important for a woman to take to know really where he is because her feelings are going to make her believe that he's at a different place. And he'll want to please her by saying things that he wants eventually to do. He may want to eventually commit and he may be talking about marriage or children or what they'll do in the future. But that doesn't mean he's in a place of making a commitment. And the reason I'm a such a proponent of a formal commitment is that while men love all women, mostly all the time, there is only one thing that will bond a man to a woman. And that is taking her on as the responsibility he sees commitment as being. That means he must make a decision to do that. And because men are all about their decisions and they believe that living up to them makes them a man, it is why it is so important for him to bond to make a formal commitment. And this is why in our society, we have that adage of do not date a married man. And why is that? Because we know A married man will not leave his wife, even if he loves someone else more. Because a man lives by his decisions, and I say in my book, and you may read this, it's the last chapter of my book, that it's about five little words. And what that is, is men don't leave their team. When they commit to a team, whether it's a losing team or a winning team, They're committed for life. They don't change their team. And they don't change it just because they feel negatively about the team. And it is the same in marriage. They don't just opt out because they feel like it. Now, there are always eclipses. And um, 3% of married men who have affairs will leave their wives for the woman with whom they're having the affair. 3%. It is not a percentage where we want to take a chance. And it is why we know, as women, do not get involved with a married man. Because no matter how much love he has for you, he will not leave his wife for you. Because he will not leave his team. Hmm. Very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. So, okay, I have another question here. Let me see if I could formulate it correctly. Um... There's a lot of talk about the three different elements that come um, with men and women. So the emotional connection, the mental connection, and then the physical connection. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? And do men rank some higher than others? And what does that look like from a man's perspective? 
Uh, that's a good question. And here's the, and this is what I, um, I work with mostly with women who are actually doing online dating because I have a program specifically for online dating and, and, and the principles go over to dating in general. Here's the thing that is both a good and bad thing about men, but for women, it can be, again, a maddening, almost disappointing thing because Men's brains are linear, meaning they're wired more front to back. They don't have as big of a hypothalamus as, um, oh, sorry, hippocampus as um, women do. So parts of their brains don't speak to other parts of their brains. And what this does, in effect, is allow them to make black and white decisions about women that is pretty biological. And it's very hardwired into men. So from the beginning, in terms of dating, you must set yourself in his eyes as a woman to marry and not a woman to have fun with. Because men place women into two categories. And this is the old Freud's Madonna whore complex, if you know of it. Um, and it's very interesting because it really plays out and you see this. While a, a man will consume the time and attention of any pretty puppy who's willing to give it, he will only take on the responsibility of a wife and choose the wife if he sees her as being wife material and she fits into the first category of woman, which is a woman you marry, a woman who can be the mother of your children. And a woman must set herself um, on that path from the very first interaction. So this is most critical for him in terms of um, in terms of long-term commitment. And that going back to your question, it's not the physical, it's not the mental, it's not um, the emotional in on its own, meaning one doesn't have more uh, weight than the other in terms of a buyer. In, in other words, it must be all three to one extent or the other. For a consumer, it can be 95% physical. For a consumer, it can be 95% emotional. Hmm. For a consumer, it can be 95% any one or the other because he is just getting his needs met in that moment with no thought of making you the one. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Wow. Paula, thank you so much for joining us again for, for part Absolutely. two. I would love to... We did jump into the power section last time, right? Well, let's do, let's do it again. And and do sure. you have any any changes? So we do have. I know we talked about the book, mm-hmm. um, and I in one book that's made a massive impact. And I'll go ahead and just say that um, Paula has written a book called Why Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One, and you can get it on Amazon. Is that correct? I, I'm pretty sure I that's where I saw it. I have the book here, which is great, and I'm diving into it. Um, so if any of you guys are interested, you definitely, definitely want to check it out. And it's a short read. It's only about a maybe two and a half hour read, three hour read, but it'll definitely, I think, answer some questions for a lot of women that are out there. Is there anything else that you wanted to add? 
Um, thank you. It is on every major bookseller. You can go into any store and order it. It is a published book and um, you can get it on any uh, major bookseller in any store at all. Um, I thank you for that and glad you're diving into it. Um, yeah, this is what women are saying um, to me. And, and if you see on Amazon, the reviews, it's it's that it's and this is profoundly fulfilling for me because um women are saying that it's it's blowing their mind in a way of allowing them to see opening their eyes to things that they didn't um uh get in a relatable way before and it's it's made them know first and foremost that they are loved by men and that they have to really take on the onus for relationship and navigate it in a way that is going to be good for them to not waste their valuable time because that's so important to so many women and uh, especially in childbearing years uh, because a woman will stay committed to a man she loves um, without a formal commitment and then he's not bonded and um you know, that's a whole nother discussion about living together and, and all of those types of things, which are are, um, are not formal commitments. So a man does not bond in the same way. Um, it's so um, important to me for women to be feel empowered through knowing that they have these choices and that they can see good men in a good light and just see that just because a man is in the state of being a consumer does not mean that A, he doesn't love you. And it does not mean B, that he's a bad man. He can love you a lot and be a great man. But it, it is going to predicate what you do with that uh, because you do not want to waste your valuable time. Very interesting. Thank you so much, Paula. Lastly, before we head out, I want to know how do we stay connected to you and how do we support you? Oh, thank you. Well, yes, you just mentioned my book and, um, you know, you can you can um, certainly connect with me there. Um, Facebook, Instagram, um, all the uh, Twitter, Tumblr. You can read more of my um, articles and so forth. Uh, YouTube, I'm there. Um, it's coachpaulagrooms.com. And all my videos, your podcast will be there. You know, everything that I've, um, I've uh, been doing so that women can hear me and see me and connect with me is all coachpolygrooms.com or certainly whywon'thecommit.com. Beautiful. Well, yeah. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you again. And thank I'm looking you. forward to uh, both of these um, uh, playing and, and connecting with your listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today on the Rise Up For You podcast series. We're here to serve you and inspire you to become your best self so that you can live a life that you are proud of. If you haven't already, head over to our website, riseupforyou.com, and explore through all that we have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe while you're there for exclusive materials sent to you weekly, and also subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any other major podcast channel. Join us for our next episode, but until we meet again, rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater you tomorrow. Tomorrow.